This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rachel Abbott and this is The Leader. Today we're giving you some bonus content taken from our new business show, An Invitation to Meet, an opportunity to hear from some of the most powerful people behind some of the biggest brands in the world. This is a cut down version of the full episode. To hear the full thing, hit the link in our show notes. Find a new episode of An Invitation to Meet every Monday morning and why not give it a rate and follow while you're there. Now, let's begin. Is it possible to create a multi-million pound business without losing your ideals, maybe even the ones you've had since childhood? Yeah, of course it is. When I was a kid and I'd run out the front door onto our wooden porch, which had a, uh, a wooden swing, porch swing, which I absolutely loved, I was on a simple, not fancy, but very community, like everyone knew everyone type of street with maybe 20 houses. And there'd be loads of other kids outside playing and no parents. And we would just play together all the time, run up and down the street, play kick the can, hide and go seek. This is an invitation to meet Sasha Celestial One, the co-founder of Olio, a sharing app created to reduce food waste and now doing a lot more. It relies on communities helping each other. You know, we didn't lock our doors, didn't, even, didn't roll, roll up our car windows. It was a very safe and sort of pleasant um, pleasant upbringing, really. I'm David Marlson, and this is a show all about giving your company a position, something it stands for, and how to keep it. And now I'm raising my son in London, and I do sort of feel nostalgic for some of that sort of simplicity that I grew up with. Although I'm looking outside my doors right now, and I've got a backyard, or I've got a garden, and we've got a big trampoline, so, and a cat. So it's not, it's not too different. I spoke to Sasha at her home. Let's start with Olio, the app itself. So this was founded in 2015 as a food sharing app, but, but over time it's developed, hasn't it? It's a lot more than just that. It has. Our mission when we started, and it's still the core of our mission today, was to put an end to food that's wasted in the home and local community. Introducing Olio, the food sharing app with a snap and a tap. Anyone can share their spare food with people nearby. But now, um, sort of, I guess, nearly seven years on, we are really thinking about how we can reinvent consumption at scale so that within our communities, we get the full value of all the resources that we possess, including food as well as what we call non-food, but those are household items. Megan hates waste, but she also hates having no space in the cupboard. If only she knew her neighbour, Ella, would love to have her spare things. Enter Olio. Really popular categories are cosmetics and kitchen products and toiletries and kids' clothes, toys, books, all of those kinds of things. And then within the last six months, we've launched a borrow section. So you can lend and borrow everyday household items you don't use very often. So everyone doesn't need to have a lawnmower on the same street. 
we can make it really easy to to lend and borrow. A lot's happened to Uli over the last seven years, but can yeah. you remember, I don't know whether you were like watching the analytics or, or keeping an eye on the app. Did What came up first? Well, I remember the proof of concept that we launched before the app came out, which was just a WhatsApp group with 14 strangers in North London um, that we set up to... Because we, we, we had done some sort of basic market research and people said they'd use the app, but obviously what people say they're going to do and what they actually do is, you know, notoriously, those are two different things. So to prove that people would actually go to the effort of meeting up in real life to share food, we set up a proof of concept WhatsApp group with local strangers. And the first thing that was added was a bag of shallots. And I, Tess and I jumped for joy and two people requested it right away in the WhatsApp group. And we had 26 shares over a two-week period between these, uh, this group. And when we debriefed with everyone, um, they all said it just basically doesn't need to be that much different than a WhatsApp group. And that really helped us strip, strip out from our first version of the app, go right back to MVP, take out things like user ratings and a map view and all of these extra features that were very expensive and time-consuming to build and which weren't necessary at all for our early adopters. Has it ever been that exciting? Again, Absolutely. This summer, we raised quite a large round of financing, um, which we hadn't necessarily set out to raise, which was just beyond exhilarating. It's enabled us to make a massive investment into our team and to think about going international, etc. Before that, about a year ago or so, we won the national contract for Tesco which is life-changing. There's an amazing app, Olio, that makes sharing spare food easier than ever. And with Tesco providing unsold food from stores all over the country. That means now even more neighbours can be helped and local community supported. And to think, you know, I pretty much stalked Tesco for four years. <laughs> Wherever Tesco or someone from Tesco was speaking, I was there like, hello. That persistence I want, I'd like to believe has paid off. But that, that was just, um, and I'm still incredibly grateful to Tesco for believing in us and t when we were quite a small company. But yeah. Lots and lots of um, highs along the way. Yeah, very much not quite the small company anymore. So as I understand it, you raised around $43 million last year. Yes. That's a huge sum. That's, yes. a, that's a huge sum. How do you go into a negotiation for something like that? Without giving everything away, obviously. But I mean, when you're going in and you're looking for a very large sum of money, how do you get that? Well, I think it's probably the same in some ways as when you're trying to get your first um, investment at all. I think it's really important to understand who it is that you're speaking to, what it is that they're looking for, and re reposition sort of the narrative of your pitch to make sure that you address any sort of concerns um, head on. You know, a really simple thing that is helpful for this, for example, is there's lots of software programs that are either free or close to free where you upload your presentation, your pitch deck, and then when you send the link to a potential investor, you can see how many seconds that investor spent on each slide. So if they stop and spend two minutes on the financial projections slide, you know what, that's probably really important to them. If they skip over it and they spend a lot of time on the total market opportunity slide, and it can give you insight then into when you meet, if you send that to them in advance, for example, into what's, what's important to them. Why is this so important to you? Why did you set up a company that's making food sharing and the eradication of food waste so important? Because it's a really, really, really big problem that is makes no sense whatsoever. So 40% of all the food 
that we produce globally goes to waste. And um, to collectively, that's 10% of global carbon emissions. If, if food waste were a country, after China and the US, it would be the largest carbon emitter out of all the countries in the world. And it's completely senseless. We could feed everyone on the planet multiple times over. And this is just a matter of fixing a broken system. And I can see how we can do that, not just in our lifetime, but within this decade. Of course, you come from, uh, I mean, you've described it as a hippie upbringing, I've seen in, in some interviews. What was that upbringing for you, Sasha? Um, so I'm the oldest of six children. I grew up in a, sort of the middle of nowhere, rural um, America. And my parents were definitely hardcore hippies. They made up my last name. I was raised as a vegetarian. I was never vaccinated. I was born in a barn, you know, follow the Grateful Dead around. Um, but we also didn't grow up without with a lot of money, at least for the first half of my life. And it was my job to help my mom make ends meet. And that meant following her around town and collecting things that other people threw away. And so that was sort of the genesis, really, if Oleo is about coming full circle. It's certainly coming full circle from a values perspective to the values I was raised with. Is your mum or your dad proud of you? I, I think so. I mean, I'm in my mid-40s now, so I don't too often get... Um, but yes, I just got an email from my mum last night saying she was proud of me, um, which I, I told my partner this morning. It still makes you smile. Um, but yeah, I think, that, I think they are. If you want to learn about Olio, go to oliox.com or look for their app on your app store. That's an invitation to meet. Start your week with us every Monday and let us and our guests help you grow your business. I'm David Marsland. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.